just know you're not alone Cause I'm gonna make this place your News Radio 840 WHS. Good Sunday morning, Bob Sekoler and the Louisville Real Estate Show with you till the top of the hour. Thank you for joining us. A lot of questions, a lot of information for you coming at you in the next 30 minutes. So strap in, even if you're not in a car. With us today, Chuck Crosby, the Crosby Law Offices. He is a great guy, does great jobs at closings, evictions, appeals from judgments. Uh, there's a whole list of things he does, and uh, we love him for it uh, you can reach him for your closing because you can pick the closing attorney that you want 499-6360 also here in for a vacationing randy rocky well we think he's vacationing maybe he's even working swan financial and uh, you can reach uh, steve phillips over at swan financial at 439-2859 steve good to have you chuck good to have you here as well good to see you thank you thank you all right so Let's start with uh, the questions. Let's uh, hit uh, uh, Mr. Crosby first. Chuck, Jimmy bought a home five years ago. After moving in, he discovered the basement leaked. Seller never disclosed the problem. And as it turns out, Jimmy says the seller was an attorney and was part of a group of flipping homes. And Jimmy says that any attempt to go after the seller slash attorney was met with comments from other attorneys in the area that they could not proceed because of a conflict of interests. Jim is wondering, is there anything he should do or should have done to try to go after the attorney and his group that had flipped the homes? An interesting, a very interesting story, don't you think? Well, yeah, kind of. Uh, there there are some that uh, won't file lawsuits against friends, uh, that sort of thing. Obviously, you're going to run into that in a small uh, uh, bar community like we have here. Uh, my big issue, though, is that it was five years ago. Yeah. Uh, there might have been something you could have done back then, uh, but now, man, it's really stale. Even if you could come up with a theory that would get you past a statute of limitations issue, uh, proving it's going to be, I think, near to impossible. Uh, back then, well, yeah, you know, there's always uh, uh, folks you can find to, to help out, but, uh, you know, you just may have to look a little harder. So let, let's just turn this around a little bit, Chuck. And for anybody who does buy a home, who moves in, whether you're buying it from an attorney or just a regular homeowner, um, what should you do once you find out that maybe the homeowner was not as honest as he or she should have been when filling out the disclosure? What's the okay. Yeah. Well, the first thing is you have to figure out if you have real damages. You can't sue on hypothetical damages. That's TV law. Um, so find out what your real damages are. If there's a basement that's flooding, well, what you need to do is get some, uh, guys in there to waterproof the basement or figure out how much it's going to cost. And that sets your baseline. Now, you know what your damages are going to be. Uh, at that point, well, you contact, uh, usually agent to agent say, Hey, what's going on here? Uh, if that doesn't work, then, uh, you might want to get a hold of an attorney to start sending out uh, the letters. Now, in my mind, um, I, I can only think of one or two attorneys that might be in that position, and neither one of them uh, flip houses. Um, I hmm. think of I, if the fellow had called me, I could have probably gotten him a few names. Now, I wouldn't handle that kind of stuff. Uh, but uh, that, you know, I could have come up with a few names, I think. Got it. So obviously talk to your agent, try to determine what the the damages are based on an estimate or having them repaired and then 
try to go after the seller uh, who may or may not have inadvertently or maybe yeah, not exactly right? yeah yeah and and that that kind of leads into the next point yeah um you got to get it fixed uh whether you're going to sue them or not you got to get it fixed so go ahead get it fixed then you've got real damages and then you can proceed and if you lose well you got it fixed because there's also uh, a uh, uh, a rule that you have to mitigate your damages. Mm-hmm. So if you've got something that's leaking, you got to get it to stop leaking. Otherwise, they're not going to be responsible for you being negligent in remedying the situation. Okay. All right. That's a good point. I think that helps. Maybe not so much our guy. Uh, uh, Jerry, yeah, five years down the road, a little, 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 a little long. Yeah, yeah. Pushing boundaries for sure. Yeah. Over to Steve over at Swan. Applications for a mortgage, uh, by the way, to purchase a home rose 3% from what we understand, Steve, for the week, but uh, we're 20%, 21% lower than over the last year. <clears throat> Applications have increased for three straight weeks now because of, even though they're still high rates, because of new home construction. So that's really good news for everybody who is listening. The fact that they're building more homes, builders are more enthused, that's great. The Frida writes in that uh, she's been thinking about buying a home, uh, and she emailed in asking what the interest rates have to hit before more people start selling their homes. I have an idea. I'm just wondering if you or Chuck, if either of you two have an idea, where do you think interest rates have to come down to? Not that we're going to see them in the next couple of days, but where will they come down to when you think uh, sellers will start saying, okay, now's the time to sell so we can find a new home. I would go ahead and say, I think, especially with the history of where they have been and, and the sho- shock of what they have, also the lows and the highs that we've experienced, um, I would think that they're going to look for these maybe low, low fives, possibly high four range hmm. uh, is my mentality. But, you know, everybody's different. Everyone's got their own tripping point. So, um that is a holdback, though, is the current rates, and people don't want to lose their low rates that they have. Yeah. Uh, but we are starting to see a lot more uh, assumptions as well, assumptions of those current loan rates uh, for the new buyers coming into them. So uh, those things are going to be happening a little bit more frequently as these uh, borrowers transition into new homes from their low-rate properties. Are Not all mortgages can be assumed, though. That's That's a problem in general, right? That is correct. Yeah, yeah. You're not going to be able to assume the conventional side. But the uh, VA loans, FHA, uh, well, I'm sorry, VA loans specifically um, are, are what I've been seeing an uptick on. I've already gotten like three in the last probably just two weeks. Hmm. So uh, just kind of coincidence. And it might all just be coincidental in that regards. But I have definitely started seeing an uptick in that in that uh, transition of getting the rates uh, to the new buyers. Got it. Five uh, percent was what I was thinking. Chuck, you had an idea where that this might need to be? No, it's not really my bailiwick. What yeah, no, I, I see it. is yeah. people getting is what I see is people getting comfortable. They realize that it's not uh, going to go down, and so life happens. You get married, you have kids, uh, you need a new house, you know, and then they look at the actual uh, dollar amount between the interest rates and. That's where you know they may or may not feel the pain. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, what I'm seeing is uh, not enough houses for them to actually be going after. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not like they're going to sit there and go, "Oh, hey, I'd like a new house," and then list their house. They there's just nothing for them to go after. Yeah. Well, uh, that that so, was the good news in where I was reporting a moment ago yeah. that new housing starts are up. Despite the high interest rates, which means mm. when those people who are building are ready to move, the homes that they're in obviously yeah. move on the market. So, 
If you want to see a repeat of this show, well, actually see it rather than just hear it here on 840 WHAS, you can go to LouisvilleAnswers.com. That's LouisvilleAnswers.com. And if you'd like to read the reviews on our Socolor team, because we're, and by the way, I never introduced myself at the beginning of the show. It's Bob Socolor. We'd love to help you sell your home. You can at any time call me, 376-5483. And if you want to see our reviews, go to LouisvilleZillow.com or Google. Dot com, but feel free to call me even after the show, 376-5483. All right, Chuck, we go back over to you. Sarah wrote us an email. Now, she says her mother, and I know she's listening now because she said she was going to. Mother is planning on selling her home soon. She's 81. She can't keep up with a big house anymore. And this may sound familiar to a lot of folks, but Sarah's got an interesting take on this. She says they've been looking into options to build one of those teeny houses next to her house, they've got 4.5 acres, and of course, the teeny house would be close to the house and be essentially a mother-in-law suite, and her questions are, how would that affect her property value? She says the um, suite would be about 400 square feet with a small kitchen and bathroom, so I'll take the first part. The second part, uh, Chuck, that she's looking for is, is anything legally that she needs to watch out for. I'll let you handle that in a second. As for improvements to the property with the mother-in-law suite, I think it's a great idea. I think yeah. uh, a lot of people are looking for homes where maybe it's not even a mother-in-law. Maybe it's uh, a, a kid who maybe wants to venture out on his or her own, and now you can offer them this teeny house they can live in, and at least you are got an eye on them and what's going on. And for a mother-in-law or a mother, you're able to watch what's going on uh, to make sure that mom or your mother-in-law is in good condition, not falling and not hurt. So I think that's a great idea. So now from Chuck's uh, standpoint, legally, what should Sarah be looking for or watch out for? Well, making sure that the uh, uh, that it'll be approved. Okay. You don't have to go and divide. You're just adding another uh, building, You're like a barn or mm-hmm. anything like that. Mm-hmm. Problem is, um, you need to make sure that uh, since it's going to be a dwelling, that the lot is large enough to cover both of them. If it's on sewers, can you cap into the sewers? If it has to have, uh, say, a, a septic tank, is it large enough to have two septic tanks uh, and and go from there? Those are things I'd find out before mm-hmm. uh, I order the thing and, and have it put in and installed. And always use licensed professionals. We ran into a, a house out uh, uh, here uh, hereabouts uh, without naming the exact location mm-hmm. where uh, all the these bunch of friends were all contractors and, you know, plumbers and electricians or whatever. Uh, and so they built basically a saloon uh, mm-hmm. out back and they didn't get any permits for it. Uh, so come time to sell the house, that became a huge issue. Mm-hmm. Um, so you got to get you know, licensed guys to jump through all the hoops when you put something in, even if it is one of those tiny houses, uh, yeah. which, uh, as far as I know, they just kind of slide them off a pallet onto your property, but they've got to be hooked up to electric and, and sewage and all that. You, you better believe it. I, that's key. Make sure you get, uh, the right people planning, zoning, and make sure you're talking to them, get all the approvals coming up a little bit later on uh, today's show. Um, weird, but very important questions you need to ask before, yeah. You are buying a house. We'll get to one more question here before we take the break. Tony sent us this email. I got divorced, he says, and my lender terminated my home equity line of credit. Can they do that, Steve? Oh, that's kind of a surprise. I mean, so, you know, the, 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 home, the home equity lines of credit are designed 
in to be temporary anyways there's a 10-year window of draw periods usually is what they're assigned for mm -hmm. uh so off of that if the line of credit was drawn on both borrowers husband and wife and they separated you know that loss of income from one source could be enough to trigger that that mm -hmm. uh, it could be a guideline of the loan itself you know in the in the loan program itself it might state that you know this is a guideline that is available to the lender if if the parties separate or, or divorce so um you know it's not something i've heard of on a regular basis but i'm sure the bank is covered with their decision and they're able to do this step with uh with you know legal uh uh, uh, confidence. Yeah, I, I've never heard of that either, but certainly it doesn't surprise me, right? It doesn't. Uh, <laughs> I have actually heard of it. You have. Tell, tell us yeah. about that, Chuck. Well, right. uh, some smaller banks will have uh, things written into their documentation where that's a trigger. Uh, you know, mm. uh, people don't always pay attention to it because it doesn't normally happen. Yeah. Uh, the only times I saw it happening was when things were going crazy about, you know, 10, 15 years ago. Mm -hmm. uh but uh yeah it uh that and cross collateralization uh you get behind on one property they foreclose on all of them wow. uh it uh yeah there's there's a lot of hinky things out there but you know uh yeah. if you've agreed to it you've agreed to it yeah if you sign your name you're, you there's nothing you're going to be able to do about it we'll take a break when we come back important questions you need to ask before buying a house with us continuing, Chuck Crosby, you can pick the closing attorney that you want to close your home with. And quite frankly, Chuck is among the best in the city. You can reach him for closings and a variety of other things, including wills and powers of attorney if you need them. Uh, you can reach Chuck at 499-6360. That's 502-499-6360. In for Randy Rocky with Steve Phillips is joining us, Swan Financial. You can reach Steve directly at 439 28 Five nine. If you're thinking about selling your home, I am here to help you. And uh, if it's uh, just simply want to talk about it, I would be more than happy to talk on the phone, in person, uh, via Zoom. It's free and no obligation. You can pick my brain and I'll help you however I can. And then we can help you sell your home if you want. 376-5483 is my direct sell. 376-5483 or go to Bob Sells Louisville and then just start filling out the insert items there and it'll get right to me we're back in a moment on news radio 840 whas i'm chuck crosby a real estate attorney here in louisville with crosby law offices i've been practicing real estate law fixing problems and helping people for over 22 years so if you're a buyer looking for advice information or professional closing services call me if you're a property owner real estate professional you have a problem you just can't fix it call me if you're a landlord and you're having problems with your tenants call me Again, I'm Chuck Crosby with Crosby Law Offices. You can reach me at 499-6360. 499-6360. This has been a paid advertisement. Want to buy a home but are afraid of interest rates being quoted? Swan Financial Home Loans can help you. Here's Randy Rocky. We know buyers want to purchase, and we can help you with your interest rate. Swan has a 5-1 arm that can put your interest rate in the 5% range. Want another option? Visit a 2-1 buy-down where you have two points off the first year and one point off of the second year and then you go back to the normal interest rate. Certain restrictions may apply. Don't be afraid of today's interest rates. Swan Financial can help you. Call 645-0736 and MLS 26362-2473. You probably don't think you spend much time in your home's nasty crawl space, but you really do. That moldy air passes right through your floors and into your family's living area, causing allergies and more. 
Let AquaLock remove the mold and debris, disinfect your crawl space, and install an airtight barrier, giving you back a healthy home environment with clean, fresh air. It'll even pay for itself in 10 years with utility savings, and your floors will feel warmer in the winter. Call AquaLock today for your free inspection. 495-9450. In today's real estate market, you want someone you can trust in the driver's seat. In Louisville, that's Bob and Greg Sokola. Bob and son Greg have helped thousands of families just like yours turn challenges into solutions. They can give you a guaranteed sale of a custom marketing system to get your home sold on your timeline and for the most money, and they have an instant cash offer program. You deserve the best there is. Bob and Greg, go to WeSellLouisville.com. You'll be glad you did. News Radio 840 WHAS, the Louisville Real Estate Show, with you till the top of the hour. Continuing with us, Chuck Crosby. He's the owner of the Crosby Law Offices, and you can pick your own attorney if you want to close your loan. That would be Chuck Crosby, 499-6360. Also in for Randy Rocky from Swan Financial, Steve Phillips from Swan Financial, 439-2859. My thanks to Barbara Corcoran, who endorses us on I Consider a Friend. You can reach me if you're thinking about selling your home or even buying a home. We have a team that will help you, and I personally will help you with selling your home. Just simply give me a call, 376-5483. That's 376-5483, or go to bobsellslouisville.com. We're going to talk a little bit about questions as you're buying a house there's some questions that you want to ask. So for example, you can ask, why is the seller selling the house? It's a very legitimate question. Maybe not the normal one, but it's legit. Yeah. Find out if any of the furniture appliances are included in the sale of the house. Mind you, Steve will tell you that the furniture and appliances, well, unless it's attached or the norm, which would be a fridge, stove, microwave, those things. But if it's furniture, quite frankly, then you need to work that on a separate deal because the banks don't want to hear about that, right, Steve? They just don't want to hear about it. Uh, Also, look under the rugs. If there are area rugs, pick those area rugs up. Ask your agent, can we lift these rugs up just a little bit to see? Because there may be either stains or fading from the areas around the area rugs. So be prepared to ask a question like that. Uh, inquire about looking under the sinks. Can you go and look under them to see it, how things are laid out and if there are any stains on the uh, on the floor of the cabinet and also any leaks? Is the house in a rural area? We'll ask and request information about the cable and internet service. Maybe it's spotty. Maybe it's non-existent. Either way, uh, those are just some of the potentially good questions that maybe you want to ask thinking out of the box uh, when you're walking through a house. It can help you do a better job in finding a home that you really love. Now, we go back over to Chuck. Paul has an interesting email. He and his wife, Sarah, bought a home during their marriage. They got divorced, and then they got remarried and to each other. And now he's wondering, what happens if one of them passes away? Who gets the house, Chuck? They they remarry each right. other. Yes. Everything's the same. Same. Okay. That's all we need. Yeah. Got it. Good. No issues. No issues whatsoever. Back over to you, Steve. Matt says in this email, I uh, mailed my mortgage company's payment before it was due. My servicer received it after the due date and charged me a late fee. Can my servicer do this? This may be a common problem. Nothing against our postal department, but sometimes things happen, right? Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, the banks go on when they receive it, not when you mail it. So, you know, that's the date that they have in their system, and that's what they're going to report. I think that, by the way, is a lesson for all of us 
who, if you do snail mail your payment to give extra time, allow for delays, and then try to set up the auto deduction. I know a lot of people aren't happy with that, but yeah. the, it seems like that's the way to go, right, John? Yeah. All right, uh, we're going to move forward here. Just a reminder, we have a free no-obligation booklet that uh, will give you 150-plus tips on how to, sell, how to sell your home faster and for more money. Uh, want a copy of it? No problem. Just send me an email, bob at com, and then just put uh, selling tips in the subject line, and I'll send you a copy via email right back to you. All right, Chuck, Tony sent us an email saying that he was leaving the house before a buyer's agent client and client arrived but as he was backing out of the driveway the buyer's agent and buyer pulled up in the car the buyer's agent had to move the car so tony could get out at the same time asked tony if he could send the buyer in if the agent could send the buyer in while the agent was moving his car because they were on a tight schedule you got the picture so far yeah yeah yeah, yeah not good tony said absolutely not and the buyer agent flashed a sign of disgust uh, Tony's asking, was he wrong in not allowing the buyer to go in by themselves? No, it's his house. Uh, if he doesn't yeah. want people walking in without an agent, that's his prerogative. So, no, he's not wrong. Uh, yeah, right. That's, that's the long the short of it. I'm a little surprised the realtor reacted in that fashion. Yeah, that's, no kidding. Uh, yeah. A little uncommon. Yeah. And, and folks, just so you know, if you're selling your house, we always suggest to try to leave 10 to 15 minutes before the scheduled appointment. And then when you drive back, just look to make sure there's no car in your driver that they're still there. That's actually a good sign if they're still there because they're, we probably tell you normally schedule 30 to 45 minutes for a showing uh, that they'll be there at the house. But anything longer is a buyer's sign that they're looking to buy. But again, remember, sometimes agents are running early or running late. So those times vary. And that also is based on traffic. And as you know, and we know, if you're traveling along 64 of the past three or so weeks, yeah, yeah you're you're going to get into some heavy traffic by detour. So know that that is happening on a regular basis. But uh, certainly, you don't want a, a buyer in your house unrepresented by their agent. Uh, it just doesn't seem right to any, any of us. Sammy writes us, uh, I, told, I was told I was buying a home that was flipped and that I had to get a second appraisal. He's buying a home that was flipped. He has to get a second appraisal. Have you ever heard of that either? Yeah. How does that, yeah, and why does that work? Yeah. Uh, simply it, it's, it, it's designed, uh, to keep the, uh, the, the new buyers from flipping it. it usually if the, if the seller owns the property less than six months okay, and they're increasing the purchase price to a dramatic degree, uh, substantially, then generally the new lender will be wondering why, what is equating for this increase in purchase price when you just bought it you know, two months ago, and now you're asking 80 grand more for the value. What is going? Is this, um, so they don't want a bunch of churn and burn type of scenarios. So they do want to see that the work was really completed. There's a reason the increased value is there for the increased purchase price. And that, uh, you know, that the house has been mostly remodeled for the most part in those situations is where those valuations are increased from. Got it. Chuck, back over to you. Uh, he says, um, Oscar, Call himself Oscar because he's about to ask a difficult question. He says, I'm about to sell my home, and I know uh, there are some cracks in the bricks. If I simply use mortar on the bricks and don't disclose anything about the problem, and he's thinking the house may have shifted a bit in recent years, what penalties will he face down the road? Chuck? Uh, yeah, yeah, don't do that. Um, 
A, it's going to get found out. The home inspector is going to walk by. He's going to see uh, uh, any rep- repairs you do on mortar because you can't ever match mortar. Mortar that's been sitting there for you know 10 years is not going to look the same as new mortar, even if you got the exact same variety. All kinds of color differences, too. I used to uh, do stone masonry. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm kind of familiar with that. There's all different color variations. So, A, it's going to be obvious. And if it's obvious and you didn't put it on that uh, disclosure, um, that's just a big old red flag. Just yeah. bite the bullet. Disclose it. Then you don't have to worry about any future problems. Or even having to repair it, though they may ask you to repair yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, honesty is so important, and it's the best. Absolutely. Policy, really is. Yeah. yeah. And something like that is going to be noticeable. Yeah. I mean, it's it's not like you're going to slap in a little bit of mortar and I'm going to go, oh, I didn't notice that. Yeah. Uh, yes, folks, uh, I'm just telling you from my standpoint, I see this all the time. Just be as honest as you can when you fill yes. out the disclosure. And you and, don't have to worry about the penalties um, yeah. and, and whatnot, which could be severe. If you lie. And if you yeah. if 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 it's a if there are a lot of problems with the house. OK. So just report them. I see disclosures every day that there are lots of problems already on them so you're mm-hmm. not a you're not alone you're not unique it's not a new home unless it is a brand new home that's a whole other story yeah that that's a uh, horse of a different color <laughs> yep and uh let's see by the way if you uh want to hear what sellers are talking about us say about us during uh, and after our closing with them head to louisville sellers talk.com that's louisville sellers talk.com all right so steve chance asks this question in an email he says i saw an ad for a no payment reverse mortgage from the department of veterans affair affairs and he's wondering is this legitimate is there a such a thing as a no payment reverse mortgage from the va well all reverse mortgages are no payments um and so uh Specifically, I've not heard of any VA guidelines uh, stating that they've come out with a reverse. Uh, It wouldn't surprise me, though. I know that these things are going to be coming more and more in play as our population continues to age. So, you know, we're going to see a a bigger need and want for these. So it doesn't surprise me that VAs come out just because I haven't seen the notification doesn't mean it is there, but I have not seen it. So this is news to me, but all, all reverse mortgages have no payments. All right, final question going to Chuck. And I know, Chuck, you can only answer part of this, and we understand. Tony's selling his home. He writes that he had a contact or a contract from a buyer and then received word at the inspection that the buyer no longer wanted the house and have to got his good faith money back, which totaled 2500 bucks. Yeah, that happens here in the Kentucky yeah. area. So Tony has a friend who lives in southern Indiana who says, and this is why you can't get into this part, that over there, buyers can't just ask for their money back because of an inspection. There are a bunch of different rules. What he's asking is, are there really that many different rules between southern Indiana and Louisville? Uh, There actually are a few. I mean, uh, contract's a contract. If you're using the Glarboard contract, well, you know, uh, that may have different things than southern Indiana, et cetera. Taxes are done differently there. Theirs are uh, payable in arrears twice a year mm-hmm. uh, and can be changed retroactively, which used to drive me nuts when I was doing work up there. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, they have no dower uh, or courtesy interests up there. So that whole spousal interest doesn't exist. 
Um, but uh, yeah, there's there can be lots of differences between the two places. Shoot, in uh, some states, like I believe in Florida, yeah. the uh, seller pays for title insurance, mm-hmm. uh, both lenders and owners. Yeah. Uh, it's just, you know, uh, between contracts and between custom. Uh, uh, it, that even changes in Kentucky, yeah. uh, out in the, uh, outer counties, uh, there may be fees that you can, that you can't charge that are common in Louisville, uh, yeah. and vice versa. Uh, actually, uh, what was it, uh, uh, as recently as 10 years ago, I believe it was, uh, I was told that, uh, people bring personal checks to closings, uh, out in some of the outer counties. Yeah. Uh, not anymore. Yeah. No. Yeah. Not anymore. <laughs> All right. We're out of time. My thanks to Chuck Crosby. He owns the Crosby Law Offices. He does a great job of getting the loan closed. And quite frankly, you can pick the the closing attorney you want. He's a great guy for doing closings along with wills, powers of attorney, foreclosure defense, a variety of things. You can reach Chuck at 499-6360. Also, Steve Phillips has been in for Randy Rocky over at Swan Financial doing a great job. You can reach Steve directly on his cell phone at 439 28 Five nine, And if you're thinking of selling your home, I would love to be able to talk to you, help you, see how we can get you going. Or wait, just give you the information. Uh, just to talk free, no obligation, call me, 376-5483. Or you can go to bobsellslouisville.com. We also have a team of buyer agents that can help you in the event you're looking to buy as well. Just reach me at 376-5483. Next week, hold on to your vacuum cleaner, folks. There really is a right way and a wrong way to vacuum your floors. You may not know this, and you may be surprised. We are out of time. See you next Sunday on News Radio 840 WHAN.